Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a look at the market for Friday, March 24th. And we did see gains to cap off a week that is continuing with the volatility and sort of roller coaster of drama from a headline perspective and, and quite frankly, some mixed messages in the market, Ed. Yeah, we didn't break out. We didn't break down. It's hard to believe we, all, the, all the indexes rose, but uh, it, it, it's definitely a wild one. Definitely want to, want to look at three stocks that are setting up, uh, showing good action, PagerDuty, Mercado Libre, and Meritage. All right, we will get to those stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The Nasdaq on Friday up three-tenths of a percent. The Dow up four-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 with a gain of six-tenths of a percent. And heading into the close, uh, six-tenths of a percent gain is also what we were seeing for the Russell 2000 small cap index. So we had uh, almost an inside day here that was uh, taking shape, but at least uh, Thursday and Friday, within Wednesday's bar here, at least for the NASDAQ composite. And of course, that downside reversal coming after the Fed's rate hike increase. And your thoughts, Ed, on what we're seeing in current market conditions? Yeah, it, it's we came up to a lot of resistance levels. The NASDAQ less than most. Uh, it came up to the 12,000 level, reverse lower, but always held above all the moving averages. So this one looked the tamest in that regard. Uh, so that was a positive to see, uh, ne definitely a negative reversal. It was, it was, it was tricky for investors because, you know, just as stocks were starting to show strength on Wednesday and Thursday, we have these reversals on Thursday. We did close up. I mean, generally mm -hmm. in the bottom half of ranges, but it was, uh, it, it was a difficult one to navigate, but yeah, I mean, ultimately we rose for the week, uh, ultimately rose pretty nicely for all the major indexes and even the Russell eked out again, but uh, so it's definitely a time to be looking at daily and weekly charts just to put that in perspective. Um, you know, so it's, uh, so no doubt. The, yeah, the NASDAQ, NASDAQ was straightforward in this regard because it held above those levels. If this were just the NASDAQ, it'd be fine. Of course, keep in mind the NASDAQ is very concentrated in some big cap names. The mm -hmm. Qs looked pretty strong. I mean, yeah, they hit some resistance at some levels, but uh, then oh, that's almost at you know new highs here. That that looks pretty right. darn strong. The QQQE, uh, which is uh, the equal weight, which mm -hmm. doesn't have Microsoft and Apple and Tesla and Nvidia dominating, you know that did okay, but is just showing a little bit more resistance in that regard. Yeah, and I think for the Nasdaq Composite and QQQ, if this was you know, if these were charts of individual stocks we were watching, I think what we would say is. Okay, can we spend a, a couple more days here just tightening up, tightening up mm -hmm. after we saw a reversal off lows, then resistance? I think that's like the next natural, uh, most ideal thing to want to expect is to get some, some tight, quiet action, continue to hold above support, and then see if we can make a move higher. Whether or not that actually plays out uh, is yet to be seen, but it seems like that would be the ideal scenario. Yeah, and we just don't know. We haven't had that breakout or breakdown yet. Despite all these big swings, we really didn't ultimately make a decisive move. Mm -hmm. Let's also take a look at the Dow because uh, like the Russell, the Dow has been lagging, but the Dow is trying to hold on above the 32,000 level. It did close the week below that 200-day line. And you mentioned the Russell 2000. So here's a look at IWM. And of course, it looks... Uh, 
pretty rough on the daily, but also the weekly. As you mentioned, it's important to take a look at the weekly charts uh, too, because this tells a story. We uh, intra week hit lowest levels for the year. And so earlier in the week when things were looking uh, pretty positive for tech and growth stocks, it, uh, I think, made us a little nervous to see the Russell breaking down and just is underscoring the divergence in the market that we're seeing right now. Yeah. And this is obviously very heavily weighted with financials. And so if financials can steady and, you know, the Russell can start to make some progress, not necessarily lead, but just make some progress. Yeah. Then you can imagine a broad based rally. I mean, there's all sorts of scenarios. It really does come to down in many ways. Can the banks hold up yeah. uh, and sharp? And, you know, this may be another busy weekend. It's not as obvious that we're going to have a big busy weekend. Whereas last weekend we knew Credit Suisse, something was going to happen. The prior week, we sort of knew that there was going to be some stuff happening. This one, maybe there will be, maybe there won't. Uh, but, you know, still that it's sort of like sometimes you're like, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest member. Well, that's not quite true. But uh, if the banks are if the banks are continuing to tumble, it's, it's hard to see a real a real advance. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And we did briefly look at the S&P 500, I think. Uh, and if not, it is setting up a trend line here. Hit resistance around the 50-day line and that 4,000 level, but it's been able to find support at the 200-day. So maybe that can be a springboard for a next uh, leg higher. We'll just have to see. But let's also take a look at RSP. This is the equal weight of the S&P. Now, this looks way worse than QQQ versus QQQE. Yeah. Yeah, because QQQ at least has a lot of chips and some software names that aren't the gigantic ones that are still doing well. But the S&P, when you strip out those mega cap techs, honestly, or at least not strip them out, but just make them. them just ordinary. <laughs> uh, yeah, this so it shows you the weakness and the breadth and shows you how things are breaking down. The 21-day line is now plunging not only below the 50, but getting below the 200-day. The S&P, you know, the RSP hit a new low intraday. Mm -hmm. uh, so just, yeah, really... Really weak action. I did eke out a weekly gain, but sort of like the Russell, just barely hanging on. So that is an issue. Can you know besides those five, ten stocks, along with right. a few other growth names, you know, it, can this market mm -hmm. really uh, make an advance? But the S and P itself, it really does show that you know that back and forth. I mean, yeah, there was all those upside levels. If we can get through those levels, wow, you could start really getting interested in it. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it would take almost nothing to start looking really weak. So yeah. pretty narrow band uh, to be playing in here. <laughs> yeah, which at least when once a trading range has developed, seeing a break either direction uh, can at least be helpful to to try to see what the follow-up might be from that. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem like we are seeing that narrow breadth. But, you know, when we saw the market advance in 2021, it seemed like it was those uh, mega cap stocks that were sort of masking weakness underneath the surface. So uh, those were just kind of the uh, conditions that we had to deal with in 2021. So maybe at least for the moment, we're going to have to be fishing in a smaller pond if we want to be fishing at all. Yeah, that's a really good point. And just, you just have to know what kind of market it is. And if if you are going to play it, you don't have to play it, but if you do play it, you know, be careful and, and know what stocks are really working. Yes. Let's take a look at Zero TNX, the 10-year treasury yield, and uh, down today, but off the lows. But 
intraday ed hitting its lowest level since mid-September. Let's take a look at the weekly chart here. Two heavy declining weeks back to back and adding on to the to the weakness this week and a, a pretty big spread here for the week. Pretty big spread. The wind reversal <laughs> on the Fed hike um, and then Yellen's comments, which honestly didn't seem that dramatic to me, but the market really reacted to it. Uh, it just shows you how quick the market is is going to swing on on things, and so yeah, it's 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 basically whatever financial market you're looking at. There were some big weekly swings, and ultimately, the week though didn't move that much. Which mm -hmm. is exactly yeah. Okay, well let's take a look at uh, two financial sector ETFs because the drama there is continuing to unfold. Here's XLF closing essentially flat on. Friday, but intraday it did undercut its recent lows for the week, eking out a slight, slight gain here. Here's KRE also uh, slightly positive for the week, but I mean, for the month, KRE is down 30%, XLF down 13%. So heavy, heavy losses as uh, uncertainty in this sector continues. Yeah, I mean, you can't look at those weekly gains and feel that comforted. It's just like it's yeah, it's nice that they bounce, but it's there's these little dots that you see on you know some huge moves, and you just you just don't know. There were some losses, some to J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley, and again they came well off lows, but they were starting to like whoa, they're starting to weaken. You know, just felt you know for a while there it was really looking like things were widening out. Again, it was impressive that these came off lows, that the market came, that the market generally rose today. Yeah, but you just don't know. You know, can't. Will that can can that will that continue or is it just sort of like pounding against the wall until it finally is going to break down? Yeah, let's also provide an updated picture on the chip and software sectors. So here's SMH down 1.6% today for the week, though, it's still a gain of 1.7% after last week's 5.3% advance. So that's a, a pretty good two week streak. It is. And I just go back to the daily just to be negative, because this is really positive, is that there's a lot the leaders like NVIDIA and others. OK, some of them fell on Friday. So who cares? I mean, it's like they, they fell a little bit. They were up a lot. But a lot of stocks are around buy points. They look like SMH. Well, if you bought them on strength, you're, you know, that was, you know, that was sort of tricky. It's just difficult to buy things. Even when things are advancing, it's hard to make headway because, mm -hmm. you know, if you bought these on the breakout, it, it'd be hard to be making money on. Yeah. So that's just adds to the trickiness. The volatility adds to the difficulty, even if mm -hmm. the overall health isn't that bad. I agree because it seems like there are isolated circumstances where investors can win buying strength. But I personally am still trying my best to get in the habit of finding some sort of early entry when I can to try to avoid uh, finding a winner, but having timing that's off and getting shaken out. That That's a great way to go about it. Well, we'll, we'll see. And <laughs> let's now take a look at some stocks. Here's PagerDuty picker, ticker PB, rather. It's in the desktop software group. A strong reaction to the earnings report mid-month, up 15% on the day in some strong volume. And this is a really good one, Ed, to go to the weekly chart because it really underscores uh, the qualities that we're liking about ticker PD here with tons of blue volume on the weekly chart, a nice RS line blue dot, and some other things 
that I'm sure you will be great at highlighting for us. Well, those are really positive things. Uh, one thing that's negative is that it's a really deep base, even just this most recent base. And if you think about the mega consolidation, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I guess you could consider this latest area its own base. And, and if you do that, then all of a sudden it looks a lot better in many ways, because then it's like, oh, you have a prior uptrend from the bottom and now you have this consolidation. So that's probably a better way to look at it in this regard. Uh, the earnings, it's, it's turning profitable mm -hmm. in the last little bit. So that's that's nice to see. It still has pretty solid revenue growth. So, you know, is this this could be one that could really go. There are some software names that are creeping up in the last few weeks that are showing. And so. Uh, right now, it's just sort of forming maybe a, a handle. It probably ha does have a handle now on a weekly chart um, and from that. But, you know, like a few more days off of that, you know, kind of situation to have more of it on a daily. Uh, but this is one to be watching for. And hopefully what's nice about the setups is that hopefully if the market strengthens, that's when these things flash buy signals, opposed to giving these tough choices. Do I buy a stock as it's flashing buy signals before the market is, is really giving that to you? Mm-hmm. Well said there, Ed. Now let's take a look at Mercado Libre Melly. Uh, it's clearly some early entries that we've tried to draw together <laughs> as a team on IABD Live have resulted in not too much progress. So that, you know, just, just because early entries are better doesn't mean that they always work, Ed. But we now do officially have a touch of the 50-day line. And it's been finding support at the 10-week line on the weekly chart as it tries to tighten up here. Yeah, so it's been consolidating, basically moving sideways for a few weeks after a big move to start yeah. the year. You know, sort of a big, wild, volatile base. And yeah, that's up and down. But really, when you look at that RS line, it's been showing pretty good action, you know, holding near highs. Mm -hmm. uh, the pullback has been generally on lighter volume. And even some of the, the up days, I think, were sort of, uh, you know, not too much progress down. So finding support uh, has really strong growth. So there's a lot of reasons to like it. Uh, I think that last trend line, that thing that you're now drawing, you know, if it can get above, say, Thursday's highs, that might, you know, that would probably be a place where you could enter. Of course, just because you can enter doesn't mean you have to enter along with any of these stocks. But uh, there's, there's a lot of, this is definitely one to be watching closely. Yeah, and last but not least, let's take a look at MTH. Home builders continue. Uh, to garner our attention. Let's take a look at the weekly chart here. MTH up almost 5% in some above average volume. Had a nice upside reversal last week in volume as well. So potentially actionable as it bounces off of the 50-day or 10-week line here. And this group continues uh, to flex its strength. Yeah, really impressive. Uh, you know, just a nice consolidation after a strong run from late last year. Again, the market sometimes, I mean, the market can be volatile and doesn't always know where it wants to go, but the market can also see ahead. Uh, you wouldn't have thought that late 2022 would be the time. That's when home builders, you should be running yeah. into that. But they really, you know, it, it moved up and, it's, and now it's consolidated those gains. Look at that RS line, multi-year high, it looks like. Uh, so really impressive. Again, you're right, you know, with that trend line or just across the bottom of the base or like, you know, you cleared a lot of those levels. Uh, Meritage is in that level. This was this was Thursday stock of the day. Pager duty, pager duty was Fridays. There are a lot of home builders are acting well right now. So uh, and not just the mm -hmm. group, but the individual names, a lot of lot of positive action. You know, you could buy it here from these levels or, you know, you could see if it consolidates a little bit more sort of forges a handle here. 
but uh, again, yeah, definitely, definitely a stock and a group to be looking at. Right. And I will give props to David Ryan, former O'Neill and Company portfolio manager who worked directly with IB founder Bill O'Neill. He was putting this group on our radar in the November, December time period, because I remember mid-month in December on, on 12, 13, when uh, a number of these stocks really started moving higher, didn't have great closes. But I remember thinking that it was before that, that David Ryan was talking about these stocks already climbing in the industry group rankings, showing those uh, subtle signals of relative strength as they were coming off their lows. So well done to David Ryan for putting this on our radar and good to see, you know, you don't always have to get in on those early entries. If there's not a defined buy point, these stocks now are presenting new entries, Ed. Yeah, I mean, David Ryan is just such a master. He does so many great things. Not, he, he was looking saw commodities back in 2020, 2021, before a lot of other folks were. It also shows you the importance of be looking and doing your screens, making sure you're not just looking at growth stocks, but looking broadly and, and, and paying attention to things, even if they're not actionable right away, because it's like, right. oh, this is, you're right. It was picking up. It's picking up. Let me just keep watching it. And if it presents an opportunity, maybe I'll enter. Uh, yeah, so... That was, uh, yes, once again, kudos, kudos to, to a master. Yeah, and, and good point there, which you know, we do some research on our end as well by looking at the weekly industry group rankings on Mondays on IBD Live. And then we have David join us on Tuesdays on IBD Live. So definitely recommend checking that out to get his knowledge each and every week. All right, Ed, as we wrap up, uh, what should be the game plan for the week ahead? I mean, you said it in part. Make sure you're putting in the work, rolling up your sleeves, looking at not only stocks that are at or near buy points, but the broader landscape uh, to see if we can spot those clues of rotation. Yeah, it is. You know, I think investors should be trying to keep exposure light because it, it is just difficult to be buying. You know, like it's the volatility makes it difficult because when you think things are really moving, then they often come back. And sometimes things move for five minutes. Sometimes they move for an hour up or down and then they reverse. So it makes it really tricky to to get an edge in this kind of market. Uh, so if you do get stocks, I mean, some stocks have really worked. I mean, some stocks flopped and other stocks really go. So if you were lucky to get some of those that are doing well, that's great. Uh, you can keep that kind of exposure. Um, but, you know, this is right. Do your homework. It's more about like getting ready for that next one when you really do have an edge. When the market does break above the range decisively, there probably will be a lot of stocks like the ones we're looking at today and many others that will flash by signals. That would be a time to be getting onto them, but you want to be uh, to be ready and paying attention to those ahead of time. Yeah. And who knows uh, what headlines might come over the weekend or <laughs> next week that could spark a move higher or lower. Uh, but you're right. We need to be prepared for those different scenarios. Thanks so much, Ed. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back with more on Monday morning, starting with IBD Live. So please join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all those details. Once again, have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.